0: According to the National Study for Voting, Learning, and Engagement, only 48.3% of college students voted in the 2016 election. Campus political organizations have always been working to increase that number by energizing young people and registering them to vote. This election season, the coronavirus pandemic has made these efforts harder, as it has most things. Auburn's political organizations can't convince students running between classes on the Haley Concourse to register due to social distancing concerns not to mention that most students are taking at least some of their classes online. From the Auburn Plainsman, this is Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown. For this episode, I talked with Managing Editor Natalie Beckerink about what campus political organizations are doing to deal with the 2020 election, what they are focusing on, and the limitations they are having to deal with. Stay with us. (music) Hey, my name is Jack West, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Suite 1111. If you enjoy this podcast, want to support it, and want to advertise with us, this space right here is available. If you're interested, send an email to admanager at theplanesman.com and we can get you all set up. Once again, that's admanager at theplanesman.com if you want to advertise with us. Thank you so much.
0: how are you doing today?
1: Fantastic, Trace. How about yourself?
0: I am doing so good. I'm glad to hear that. So what are the political organizations on campus doing to prepare for the election season?
1: Yeah, so I talked to two of the political organizations on campus, the College Democrats and College Republicans. So the president of College Democrats, Karsten Grove, he was telling me about how they have kind of split their efforts into a bipartisan manner and a partisan manner. So their bipartisan focus is really on voter registration. They want to get people out into the polls or get people registered to vote. He specifically recognized how a lot of this year's freshmen are going to be first-time voters, which is a huge election to be their first. Normally in normal year, they would be out on Haley Concourse. They have a table set up getting people information on voter registration, where to go how to change your address if you want to change your voting location to Auburn, that kind of stuff. But obviously they can't have huge groups of people clustered together during COVID. So what he said that they've been trying to do is reach out to other organizations on campus with a larger reach than they just personally have themselves. And he wants them to kind of help get the word out about how to um,
0: to vote. All right. Did he like give any specific examples of Organizations that he are didn't say specific.
1: He just said, um, yeah, he just said other organizations that maybe aren't as politically engaged. So like mm. not, not another political organization, some, some general
0: okay. bigger club. Right. Okay. Do you think that because of this method, they're largely limited in their outreach to students who are already involved on campus and they're really unlikely to be able to reach a lot of students who aren't involved in campus activities and maybe just go to class?
1: I would say that that's definitely a possibility. Obviously they're trying their best to get to as many individual students as possible. But yeah, if you, if they reached out to just not, I don't, like I said, again, I don't know exactly who they're reaching out to, but it's say like an emerge type organization that has a lot of freshmen Mm. that just came out here. Whoever emerge gets to is probably going to be mainly their members too. So someone who kind of just sits in their apartment and does zoom class may not hear about this. And so it's just, it's part of what we're living in right now, which is unfortunate, but true.
0: Mm. Okay. So we've been talking a lot about the college Democrats right now and what they're doing. So what are the college Republicans doing?
1: So I spoke with Jordan Parker, who's the vice chairman of the College Republicans, and he was telling me a lot about how their goal is to kind of, you know, mobilize students with similar Republican conservative values to join the club, get involved, get excited about the upcoming election. When I spoke to him, he was telling me about how they had an event planned where they were all going to meet on Cater Lawn because, you know, it's hard. You can't really meet inside. Organizations can't safely, social distance guidelines, you know, right. all be in a room together. And so he wanted... Their goal was to try to get people outside, just ha- spark conversation, kind of stuff like that, um, and also just have old members be able to meet with each other. He also talked about how they wanted to kind of get those new members involved with political campaigns, door knocking, phone banking, stuff along that, those lines.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Hey, this is Natalie Beckerink, managing editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just want to remind everyone, that if you'd like to support Suite 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 125 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Once again, that's theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show.
0: So you talked earlier about how the college Democrats' work can be divided into bipartisan work and partisan work. And you've already described the bipartisan work that they do. But what about the partisan work?
1: So, yeah. Carson was telling me a lot about how their partisan focus is working on their base of voters. Because this year is so unpredictable and unprecedented, they're kind of trying to reach out to people who may have normally voted Republican, people who were Republican strong back in January now maybe are unsure because of what's been happening throughout the country. He talked about how they may not have as many differences with Democrats as they normally thought they did.
0: So... What did the clubs have to say about how the pandemic has impacted popular feelings about Trump?
1: So both Carson and Jordan kind of talked about how it's definitely had an impact on Trump's presidency and his campaign. Carson was talking mainly about how because Trump is currently in office, there's definitely a responsibility that falls on him. Whether or not people say that he's at fault for everything is one thing, but acknowledging that he's the one making the decisions is something that he thinks everyone can agree on. He also mentioned too, which I thought was interesting, how COVID has hurt Biden's campaign. And he said that really Democrats kind of tend to have a lower voter turnout. And so it's mm. just hard when you're not the incumbent you already have to try to reach people more so than Trump would. And that's just been difficult to navigate during these times. Jordan, like I said, also mentioned how Trump has been impacted. He mainly focused, though, on the economic side of this. Mm-hmm. So like back in January, Jordan was talking about how great the economy was doing. And then March, everything shuts down. And so obviously when one of Trump's biggest points and his biggest focuses has been the economy and that tanks, then Everyone in the country just starts to get nervous. People worry about their jobs and they want to get back to work. Uh, and so that's definitely going to have an impact on how he runs everything. But Jordan did mention how he believes the economy is already doing a lot better. So he thinks that that will kind of start to help Trump maybe more so as the months go gone again, because situations are so unpredictable. We don't know what it's going to look like you know, next week, but mm. he has hope that the president will definitely be reelected.
0: Okay, so what are they doing about, we just spoke a lot about the national election, but what about the Senate race between Tommy Tuberville and Doug Jones?
1: So another thing that when I was talking to Karsten, I thought was interesting was he was telling me how the college Democrats have almost been focusing more so on the Alabama Senate race than on Joe Biden's campaign. Not that they don't care about it, but because Alabama normally is a red state, that it's always kind of been more difficult to get a Democrat in office. Actually, I also spoke with another college Democrat member. He's the vice president. His name's Seth Johnson. Basically, like the college Democrats are really strong behind Doug Jones. They talk about how he's been in Alabama his whole life, and they just believe that he really represents Alabama best between the two. Seth mentioned again that he called Doug Jones the most vulnerable Democratic incumbent um, in the the Senate elections that are going on. He's definitely like one of the most it's it's kind of up in the air how it's going to go for him.
0: It sounds like what they're saying is that politically, it makes more sense for them to focus on the Doug Jones campaign because it's more likely that Alabama has a Democratic senator than it is that the state swings Democratic in the presidential election.
1: I think actually from what Carson was telling me was that since the race is so close between Doug Jones and Tommy Tuberville, that that's why they're more worried about it. Obviously, the Trump and Biden race is very... It's a very difficult thing to analyze, but okay. um, there is a lot riding on the Senate and they think that Doug Jones has a really you know, good chance, but they just have mm. to work hard to make sure. Because he got elected once. He mm. got elected last time. That's why he's the incumbent. They would just want to make sure that that happens again.
0: So it's not really that it's easier to elect a democrat in alabama than it is to make alabama blue but it's more like the race between tommy tuberville and doug jones is much closer than the race between joe biden and trump
1: exactly yeah exactly that's what carson was saying
0: okay so what about the republicans what are they doing for tommy tuberville
1: So Jordan told me that they are going to try to work as closely with Tommy Tupperville's campaign as they possibly can. He said that he mentioned that Tupperville may come to speak. It's probably going to be virtual, but speak to the group just to kind of get people excited about working on the campaign. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar stuff like I was talking about before, phone banking, door knocking, just anything they can do. He said that people are just really fired up and want to make sure that they get a Republican back in office. Uh,
0: Well, thank you, Natalie. You did a really good job on this story.
1: Thanks, Trice. I appreciate you, you know, chatting with me about it.
0: I'm going to cut that part out. (laughs) Why? (laughs) From the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown, signing off. See you next week.